1: From Barangaroo Studios, the Ausbiz COV is the key stuff you need to know about the day in business and finance.
0: Good afternoon, and welcome to the COB. I'm Andrew Gagan. Good
1: day Andrew, it's uh, Scotty here. How is uh, how's your day?
0: It's a great day. I've got to say, I wasn't really expecting surprises today, but. You should expect the unexpected, shouldn't we? And certainly the RBA delivered.
1: Yes, uh, I'll freely admit that I had to go and rewrite my uh, Scuddy's U uh, <laughs> at the last minute because the RBA completely changed what I thought they may go and do. So I was uh, furiously uh, scribing away, trying to go and get something out. But uh, yeah, it's, uh, that extension to the 100 being uh, a QE program uh, when the, uh, the existing uh, program expires in April, uh, whilst wasn't really a surprise in itself, I think it uh, did catch the market off guard a little bit that it occurred so easily it was a preemptive move from the rba to go and ward off the arc. Uh, will they or will not uh, and it would undoubtedly go and accompany uh that speculation up until the next month's meeting so pretty uh, clear message straight off the bat from the rba
0: yeah so obviously interest rates uh the target remaining at 0.1 percent that's no surprise that's continuing in fact Scuddy, it looks like they're going to be there for at least the next three years yes uh
1: conditions to go and meet uh ad living here it uh, start to uh, tightening monetary policy you know lift the cash rate is unlikely to be met until at least 2024 at the earliest uh so it, it wants to see tight labor market conditions it wants to see hot labor market conditions uh until that happens uh it clear signal that it's going to go and keep borrowing costs very very low and suppressed until it gets what it wants so once again, a really clear message to go out and borrow, particularly to do invest. Uh, is something that I think it really wants to do. And I'm sure the business sector. You would love to see more uh, non mining capex taking place as well. Lower those hurdle rates, of businesses out there.
0: Yeah. So that rhetoric from the RBA, um, along with that uh, that move with extending the QE program, that just added to the uh, momentum for the uh, for the local market. We already saw it uh, opening. Uh, Stronger off the back of a good lead-in from Wall Street, particularly of the tech sector. Um, so finishing the day uh, just shy of one and a half percent higher. Uh, broad, broad movement there um, across the uh, across the sectors. Um, but just a couple of ones to pick out. Scuddy Afterpay. Always oh, hard to explain this, isn't it? But that was up almost eight percent. Maybe I guess you know we saw that strength in the tech sector.
1: Yeah, that's part of it. Um, but it's an ASX twenty company. It's it's a big company, and that's a huge move relative uh, to the rest of the market. I do know that there was uh, some headlines about Stimmy uh, out of the United States. I know some uh, there were some meetings taking place between. Uh, Joe Biden and uh, his Republican counterparts in the Senate about potentially uh, know, what kind of program could be uh, know, agreed upon. There was some progress made, by all accounts, but uh, I wonder whether that potentially got uh, know, a few people licking their lips when it came to the potential for some fresh spending out there in the US market, which of course we know that Afterpay is targeting, but we're seeing these big moves in uh, not only Afterpay but Zip today, so lots of enthusiasm towards that buy now, pay later sector mirroring what we saw in Wall Street with the, uh, the broader tech sector.
0: Yeah, another stock to uh, that was uh, on the radar today. Was Tabcorp. In fact, it was up nine percent. That's off the back of some unsolicited approaches uh, to buy its uh, its wagering businesses. Um, this business, which uh, you know, that was reported in the media, that uh, the company has now confirmed that too.
1: Yeah, so uh, we'll see what happens in that space. Obviously, it's a conglomerate of uh, no uh, gambling sources there. So uh, clearly, you know, the uh, that uh, segment that uh, could be in play. Lots of, uh, of quite a few a number of uh, of bids have come in there. So that's interesting in itself. So it suggests that uh, potentially a deal could be on the cards. But you no, know, we'll have
0: to go and wait for official confirmation of that. Meanwhile, GameStop the saga rolls on. Next stop, silver, followed by uranium.
1: Yeah. um... Silver, I've got to say, it was a, a decent move uh, in any stretch, but it wasn't the uh, the biggest move in years. It was the biggest move in around about six months or so, and um, I noticed today the CME went in and hiked margins uh, for uh, futures futures contractors uh, in silver, and the uh, the price fell like a thud on the ground uh, afterwards. So I think a few uh, a few of these Robin Hood traders are probably going to get their first experience of a margin call Uh, in the not-too-distant future, if they haven't already, uh, dabbling in in GME and AMC
0: and uh, BlackBerry and everything else, which has been pumped up recently. Yeah, so um, obviously, we've we've seen that movement in silver. In fact, we're speaking with uh, Heath Moss, uh, Equities Advisor at HLM Investments. Now, he's saying, look, this is no new dawn in the markets. Uh, In fact, he's saying that GameStop, it's not a poster child of... The Reddit trade but an example of stocks which are poorly structured. Obviously, it's an old-world stock. Um, But he is bullish on silver, Um, although he's still, obviously, scratching his head as to to why. I mean, he doesn't want to see it go up in this direction so suddenly, but obviously sees some movement there.
1: Yeah. Uranium is a really interesting one because it's not readily available to go and trade. It's not as easy as to go and you know, pump up a, a GameStop or something like that. So I'm intrigued to see how they're going to plan to go and do that, whether it's through a, a ETF mechanism or through uh, uranium stocks. But uh, it simply is not uh, as easy as just going and opening an app and going, well, let's go and pump up some uranium, spot uranium prices. So I'll be intrigued to see whether this gets off the ground. The uh, the silver rally has already proven to be a bit of a fizz. Oh, look, I'll, uh, I'll eat my words if it does go and spike to $1, a $1,000 a announces some are proclaiming but you're trying to go and take on big institutional markets that are a lot more depth in scale and uh i i do question whether some of these people who are trying to attempt these things might
0: go and uh, lose financially yeah well in fact one of those stocks benefiting from the silver squeeze was uh, manuka resources in fact uh, it timed it pretty well as far as its quarterly update yesterday uh the stock price rising more than 30%. 30%. In fact, we were speaking to Executive Chairman uh, Dennis Karp uh, today, uh, conceding that, um, yeah, look, that share price jump pretty much helped along by that, uh, that silver squeeze. Uh, yet, look, I mean, the company's in a good place, he thinks. Uh, the fundamentals are there. Uh, in fact, they plan to be um, the number one uh, producer in Australia uh, within the next six to 12 months that'll
1: be sterling do i de- do i dare go <laughs> yeah you had to bring that in didn't yeah, you? Yeah, be yeah, of course it did but uh yeah interesting uh as a uh, industrial metal more than a precious metal i think uh it's a really interesting prospect if you're uh you're excited about uh, you know, an industrial recovery around the world and it clearly looks like we're on one that generally is pretty good for silver so uh who's to say that maybe fundamentally uh silver prices shouldn't go and drift high uh rather than get pumped higher
0: Meanwhile, uh, retailers continue to um, rocket along. Of course, we've just seen the success we've had with online retailers in particular. Uh, Temple and Webster being one of those that have really benefited from the, uh, from the pandemic. And uh, that obviously specialises in online furniture and uh, homewares. And we had, uh, that was the stock of the day today. Koshi asking our guests on the call, Mark Morland from Team Invest and Scott Phillips from the Motley Fool, well, they thought about uh, Templar Webster's results and the way forward. It is a highly priced stock. I like it a lot as a business. I think the growth is gonna continue for a long time to come. And when it's going from a small amount of profit to meaningfully larger profits with a bit of margin enhancement and a lot of sales growth, that's a pretty good run as long as you're prepared to take the risk and, and realize that it's pretty richly valued right now. So nothing to dislike about these earnings at all, these revenues at all. And as you say, the January trading update really strong. I see absolutely no reason not to keep liking it. It's it's been a buy for us for a while. It remains that, um, despite the 6% fall today. It is a good report. Uh, It's off a very low base, though, because they've been listed for five full years, and the first three years they made big losses. Then they made $0.03 per share, and then they've jumped to $0.11 per share. So that's why, from a numerical point of view, that's a big increase, but it's off virtually zero base. base. Um, So I'd be wary of that. The P is on an astronomical high number which is totally unreasonable for the uh, for the company in the space it's in and it's on an assumption there that that growth is going to continue and i think that's a dangerous assumption i think right. I'd, I'd i'd take it back a few notches right. um and and i think the same dynamic might play out for um temple and webster as well right so i wouldn't be a buyer at, particularly at the current uh, pe which is about 90 i think right okay yeah so there you go well that's the latest on temple and Webster. look um yeah obviously uh we like it as far as uh, Scott Phillips is concerned, but not so much from Mark Morland, so it doesn't go in the portfolio. But uh, another one of those uh, companies, Scuddy, that uh, it, it doesn't want to uh, provide guidance going forward at this point.
1: Yeah, also it's got such high expectations built into the share price as well, which is uh, which is understandable given uh, you know, what we're seeing. So many people have been decking out their homes. You've been decking out your home with some uh, Temple and Webster gear. Well, what
0: else would you do at this point? I mean, it's the it's the the home
1: revolution, isn't it? Yeah, I've had a bit of a look at their site. I haven't bought anything yet. I, I must full disclosure i bought some stuff from Kogan the other day but uh yeah it's uh it's really interesting that uh thematic things that you uh, don't necessarily have to go and look at in person but uh just knick-knacky things and just things to go fill the house they are pretty useful in that sort of sense so look uh really just to see what happens with temple and website and all those discretionary retailers uh once we start seeing spending patterns normalise and we can actually spend on
0: services and i dare say it may be an overseas holiday what are you saying we're all getting sucked in are we I don't think that, so, but I think no. well, once you're online, yeah, well, it's pretty easy to start buying, isn't it?
1: It is, and uh, of course, it's all about online penetration and trying to go and make sure that you uh, know you go and stick that. And whether these are uh, these trends that we're seeing are going to go and last, like I think that the uh, the online penetration is you're going to continue to see uh, that growth over the uh, the coming years. I just question whether the extrapolation that we're seeing in some of these share prices over the past year. Will be justified in the long run. Yes, uh, and we'll see more people shopping online.
0: I'm not sure it's going to be to the same scale as what people have got into their models at this stage. Well, and with those businesses that are skewed to imports, you know, we might see those uh, those businesses doing well, particularly as the Aussie dollar continues to appreciate. Yeah,
1: but yeah, it's, uh, it's been a pretty good run. Got got a bit of a hit today with that QE announcement, but I uh, know it's uh, interesting to see what's going on with the Aussie as well. Iron ore futures that uh, have been flying high, like Temple and Webster. Uh, have come off the ball a little bit recently as well. So we do know that terms of trade is quite an important factor with currency market movements. So one to go keep an eye out because a lot of people have flagged previously about the Aussie dollar uh, being elevated, being a hindrance to those, uh, those exporters. Maybe it might not be so
0: much as uh, what is predicted. Okay, so Scotty, uh, just looking forward to tomorrow. That'll be Wednesday. Uh, quite a bit on the calendar once again. Uh, we've got uh, the uh, Manufacturing and Services PMI. Plus, we will hear from RBA Governor um, Philip Lowe. He's going to be speaking at the National Press Club. So, interesting to see whether he adds to uh, what they did today. Yeah. Look, uh, pretty definitive
1: the way that uh, the, the communication was made in the, uh, the statement. And once again, I applaud the RBA for uh, that improvement, which has definitely taken place over recent years. Uh Now to go and put a bit more uh, meat on the bones. And so uh, I dare say that that, uh, journalists in particular love to go and ask questions about housing bubbles and the like. So I dare say that Dr. Lowe maybe asked a few questions about what will happen if the housing market becomes too hot.
0: All right. And just as far as who we've got on the show, look, plenty to get through tomorrow uh, in terms of... uh Portfolio managers, what they're looking at, particularly in the small cap space. And we're going to be taking a look at and speaking to Andrew McElwain from uh, Investigator Resources. Yeah, they're a pure play silver project in Australia. Given what's happened with silver over the last couple of days, that'll be an interesting chat.
1: Absolutely. Uh always intrigued to go and have a look at uh, these miners and, and sometimes you just need that little bit of a free kick to go and really kickstart interest in a sector so uh we're very interested to go and, and see what's uh, what is happening and what potentially might come of this uh excitement in the silver space all right scotty have a great evening you too mate we'll uh we'll do it all again tomorrow all Well right. we'll speak then see ya